farm is a term that is used in baseball to talk about the farming system. So you go from the minors to the majors, and it's called the farming system. So we thought the analogy would also apply to startups, where we are nurturing and growing and developing startup companies from their infancy almost, because we do very early stage startups all the way through scaling their business successfully. So that was the context of of the farm. That's Barunda Prince Jones. She's managing director of a new accelerator in the South. Today's episode features Barunda, along with a few of the founders who are part of the farm's inaugural cohort. From Atlanta, it's Peach and Prosperity. We tell stories of local founders building companies and ideas. On today's show, how a baseball stadium became a hub of innovation, a peek at the stealth group of startups who are part of the first class, and how they plan to hit a home run for Atlanta as the startup capital of the South. When you think of baseball, tech may seem like a topic out of left field, but when you swing by for a visit to the farm's headquarters, it's clear that they're in a league of their own. Atlanta is a growing, burgeoning hub for technology. There are a lot of reasons why people come to Atlanta and why technology is now um, really expanding. There's everything from Georgia Tech to Emory to Kennesaw State and Georgia State and Clark Atlanta University. So there's a lot of talent here. Outside, see how beautiful the weather is. So it's very temperate weather. It's also very cost affordable. And there are a lot of people here who have that entrepreneurial spirit. So it's all the key ingredients for a great technology and innovation hub. Housed at the Battery, a 60-acre residential and commercial complex surrounding the Brave Stadium, the farm has a unique energy to it, especially on a game night when we visited. We met a few of the 10 startups selected for this 12-week program. That's part of Comcast NBC, Universal, and operated by Boomtown Accelerator, founded in Boulder. The class is diverse, with broad representation of fields and hometowns. Founders come from as far away as Korea to as close by as the Atlanta born and bred crew. There are so many interesting startups that are part of this class. For this episode, we decided to focus on three of the consumer-facing companies, Smart Pump Suite, Robo Rust, and Last Bottle Clothing. For the Atlanta duo behind Smart Pump Suite, their roots are from Georgia Tech, but they didn't meet until their first job after college in Warner Robins, Georgia. While there, their idea blossomed, ironically, at all places, the gym. Current concept is basically a low cost self checkout for convenience stores. It doesn't take up a lot of space. It's something that they could get the hardware for under $1,000. So they created an in-store solution that synchronizes systems for convenience stores for more accurate and secure payments, fuel management, and inventory control. Capturing this data puts the convenience back into convenience stores for both the seller and the buyer. Imagine if with an app, customers can prepay for fuel and food from the palm of their hands, making that road trip or errand a whole lot faster. We are Robros, the smartest, the most customer-centric AI robot company on the planet. Yeah, uh, teach from Korea. I'm living in Minneapolis, Minnesota. For us, is the first try to apply accelerator program in the U.S., 
but we got it at first. So we just think we are very lucky, but we not just take it granted. So we put everything uh, on this program, and then uh, hopefully we can uh, land our company. Roborus has big aspirations for their AI cloud service-based franchise robot. They are grateful to have been accepted into this program with co-founders based in the Midwest and South Korea. Using voice and face recognition, machine learning, and emotional intelligence, their robot can identify customers to provide customized marketing automation service. So, in human talk, imagine walking up to the robot at your local franchise. She remembers your face, your past orders, can swipe your card to help you be on your way. It's intelligent customer service for the modern world. Their enthusiasm is inspiring as they pursue their passion. If their ping pong game is any indication of their success, they're likely to hit a home run. (laughs) For locals, Stuart and Justin, who met working together as supply chain strategists at Home Depot, their vision is global with a social impact mission. We're last bottle clothing, and we make a completely closed-loop, recyclable clothing line. We make the most sustainable apparel in the world. We make our clothes 100% out of recycled plastic bottles. We make them in a way that they're 100% recyclable when our customers are done with them. And we also, in our process, go a long way towards ameliorating a lot of the inherent pollution issues within the apparel industry itself, which many people don't realize, but it's the second most polluting industry globally. So... For us, using our process, we make our clothes in a way that cotton can't. Cotton uses a ton of water, a ton of pesticides, a ton of defoliants. We use almost no water and none of the pesticides or defoliants. We also, since we're using essentially plastic trash, we don't have the issue that polyester does, which is polyester comes from several miles underneath the Earth's surface, whether it's in the Middle East or from the Gulf of Mexico. There's inherent oil spills with that process that we don't have in our process. So we believe that we have one of the most sustainable, if not the most sustainable, apparel lines in the world, and it's the future of apparel manufacturing. It's the only way that we're going to save the planet for ourselves and our children. And if we're successful doing this, we will make an impact, a positive impact on the environment for generations to come. And that's not hyperbole. That's very real. We were impressed by their stats. Each of their shirts consists of, on average, 13 500 milliliter recycled plastic bottles. After they are all grinded up, they are turned into fiber and eventually fabric. Hey, Julia, hearing their story doesn't remind you of that Planet Money series on making a T-shirt and its impact on the global economy from 2013? Definitely remember that series. And with Last Bottle Clothing, there's clearly consumer interest. Last year, they surpassed their goal in a Kickstarter campaign, raising over $18,000. Even my dad was ready to put in an order for Peach and Prosperity T-shirts. That's true. You know, I happen to be a big t-shirt guy. These founders really want to change the world. They want to change it for the better. And I can't think of a better thing to get me out of bed every day than to be able to say I can help somebody with their dream and help them make a difference in the world. In building this community, Barunda and her team 
have taken into account lots of details. We didn't want to just have the typical conference room number one, two, five, whatever. Why don't we do Atlanta things? So we got different parts around Atlanta, which I love being a native Atlantan. Um, And I also thought that it would be a great way for the teams to get to know Atlanta because about half of our teams are from Atlanta, but half are not. So it was a nice way to say, okay, this is Buckhead, you know. Um, So that was just a nice way to introduce people to Atlanta. Including mentorship and $20,000 in seed capital per team. And with 12,000 square feet, there's definitely room to step up to the plate. There's an innovative hardware lab with a 3D printer. We have the tools here. We have 3D printer here. We have a laser. So we provide all of the tools so that you can then come in and develop your prototype. Wide open spaces with whiteboards covered in post-it notes. Lots of post-it notes. We were trying to do an estimate one day of how many post-it notes we actually use. We gave up because it's really way too many to even comprehend. But they're all over. You can see they're color-coded testing, iterating, experimenting, and doing customer discovery so that they can successfully scale their businesses. And a fully stocked kitchen. It's really key to any kind of startup accelerator program because people are here literally 24-7. So they need a place where they can get food, where they can have water, where they can get things to drink. With a cafeteria down the hall. So startup founders, when they're going through the program or they're focused on their business, they don't want to leave for an hour or two to go to lunch. But if we say... Hey, it's right across the hall. Take five minutes. Go across, get you a healthy salad, get you something that's going to be good for you, and then come back. People will do that. So that's really critical for us there. It's all part of the farm's features as the teams get ready to pitch at Demo Day on June 1st. I don't think Atlanta has seen a demo day like this. I've been to lots of demo days. In fact, if I can say kind of on average, I go to like two demo days a week. So I have a a really broad range of experiences to compare it with. And we do it differently. Everybody has their signature way of doing it. And the farm is going to have its signature way. It's free. And we wanted to make sure that it was free because we want people to come in and see what we're doing, how we're doing it, and really to celebrate entrepreneurship and the gritty founders that have been going through this program for 12 weeks and celebrate where they started and where they are now. We're going to have a thousand people at the uh, Coca-Cola Razzi. So it's going to be a good time. Anytime that there's free food and drink, that always helps the party. But most importantly, to sit there and to see where our founders started and to see where they are on, on demo day is going to be an amazing journey. We've already reserved our seats for Friday, June 1st. In addition to the community, there will be investors there who may fund the next steps for these startup dreams. After months of preparations, it's going to be a meaningful night for the teams. They've really come a long way together, and it was a lot of fun to get to know a few of them along the way. RSVP to sit with us. Thefarmatl.com. And we learn so much about each other and why people are taking this journey, why they are making a leap of faith when essentially the odds are against it. If you look at the statistics, the odds are against people being successful entrepreneurs. And despite that, every day, people take that step of faith and say, I'm going to be the one that, you know, that really changes this whole dynamic. And they are my, they're my heroes because to do that, you have to be 
uh, not only a special kind of person, but you have to have confidence, you have to have vision, and you have to be able to uh, articulate it in a way that gets people rallying around you and supporting you in a way that you can be successful. Um, So when we get together and we share these kinds of stories, they're heartwarming because you get insights into who they are as people and why this is important to them. So that's always going to be one of my favorite highlights. Uh, But we are now recruiting for our second class, which starts in August. So I'd certainly like to continue to support and promote our startup founders so that they can achieve success, whatever that means to them. And that means something different for all of them. Some of them, it means growing a business uh, like Comcast, starting from nothing and becoming a multi-billion dollar corporation. Others' division is starting a company and then growing it to a certain level and then maybe exiting or or selling it. So um, whatever their vision is, I want to be able to enable that. I also want the farm to be a mainstay in Atlanta. When people think about technology, innovation, creativity, um, accelerator, I want people to think of the farm as the best. Um, And I also want to have fun doing it. I think that we all embrace things that we enjoy more. And for me, um, embracing this means enjoying what I do every day, doing it with people that I love doing it with, and then being inspired by whatever that outcome is. And hey, before you go, we have one more event We want to see you at later in June. Our podcast launch party is on June 20th at the WeWork Colony Square. We're going to go behind the scenes on a few episodes with a panel. Be sure to arrive by 6.30 for a chance to sample some local treats, including Nola Girl Brownies, Honey and Honeycomb from Savannah Bee Company, Kombucha from Mighty Bucha, Granola from Sweet Trisha's, Dog Biscuits from Big Daddy Biscuits, for dogs only, tea from Just Add Honey, and peanut butter from Georgia Grinders. And we're also going to have a raffle for tickets to the Alliance Theater, so be sure to RSVP on Eventbrite. Visit bit.ly forward slash PNP620 to RSVP. Hey, everybody. This between you and I, I just took the mic away from Julia. I'm going to bring some pictures when she was a kid. She's going to be so embarrassed. (laughs) Okay, that's definitely not happening, Dad, but maybe we'll have some funny outtakes. We definitely get a lot of laughs in during the process of recording this podcast. So we might share some of those inside jokes with you. (laughs) You're not funny. Thanks for listening to Peach and Prosperity. If you like what you've heard, give us a review in the iTunes store and follow our adventures on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter.